All right. Welcome to Talking Wellness presented by South Florida Wellness Network. My name is Kayla Calafiri, and I'm here with my two friends to the right and the left of me. Yo, yo. It's your, oh, sorry. I cut you off. Sorry, <laughs> no, 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 you're good. It's I your look- boy, Mike. It's and- Christian over here. Uh, okay, before we start, can I just uh, give props to everybody watching at home? Because we reached 100 viewers on our first episode. Woo! 100 in, plus. In 100 plus in less than a week. This is huge. Yeah. Uh, and now, uh, heads up, we're officially audio also. Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, you're going to be able to listen in. Because I know sometimes you can't really watch it. You got to listen in. You're going to work. You're in the gym. It's true. It's true. Sometimes you just want to listen. Guess what? Now you can do it. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, please Spotify, leave a review. You know, we always appreciate those five-star reviews. You know, For they sure. help. they help bump up the podcast and stuff like that. But yeah. Now. We got a couple things to talk about today that I'm really excited. So take it away, Kayla. Awesome. Yeah. So very exciting. Um, We're on episode two. And today our topics, we actually are going to talk about two topics, um, but they kind of intertwine with each other because October, the second week of October is uh, always National Anti-Bullying Day and Prevention Month. And then um, we're in November now because it's November 1st or 2nd. Yep. Okay. Well, November 13th is World Kindness Day. So I think that these two kind of uh, really have. um, Yeah, they're I mean, they're connected opposite sides of the spectrum, but they're connected. Yeah. Yeah. So before we get started, I'm going to um, just give a little bit of uh, definition and some statistics about bullying. So we have kind of some context. But in 2014, the CDC and Department of Education released the first federal definition of bullying. The definition includes three core elements unwanted aggressive behavior, observed or perceived power imbalance, and then repetition or high likelihood of repetition of bullying behaviors. And then they uh, came out with some federal statistics about bullying. Um, This is all reported in the United States that about 20% of students ages 12 through 18 experience bullying nationwide. I honestly feel like everyone experiences this at some point in their life. But um, they experience various types of bullying, and this include being the subject of rumors or lies, cyberbullying, being made fun of, called names or insulted, pushed, shoved, tripped or spit on, leaving out or exclusion, threatened with harm, and then others tried to make them do things that they didn't want to do and then their property was destroyed on purpose. So those are just the the types of bullying that um, kids that that age uh, reported. So that's a lot. No, yeah, definitely. <laughs> what um, do you I mean, yeah, like what has what I mean, as we were Saying that stuff, I'm I'm thinking to myself like, what is bullying really confined to? Do, like, because when I think of bullying, I think of high school, I think of middle school, I think of those oh. general ages where you care more about bullying. You're more, yeah. you're, what people ca- think about you and what you think about yourself is a lot more important to you, um, versus I think when you get older. So, um, I I was I was almost like thinking like, what age really does bullying end? I mean, does it end at an age? Does it? Yeah. I guess it depends yeah. on each person's experience yeah. in life well have you you both i mean identify with being bullying i, I was like literally in yeah. a high school a couple weeks ago and like i was speaking to kids from um they were from seventh grade all the way to 10th grade yeah and part of like my speaking i was sharing my story and stuff but i like just asked them i was like raise your hand if you ever been bullied everybody in that room from like seventh grade all the way up to 10th yeah. grade raise their hand yeah then i asked them okay keep your hand up if you've ever been the bully, you know, and (laughs) a lot of people put their hands on, but there were some brave people that, that that kept their hands up. And I did that for a reason, because I think that oftentimes at some point in our life, we're being bullied, but there's been times in our lives where we're the bully. And what is that? 
you know, what is the context of that? Yeah, that's that's a great question. I mean, like you said, everybody's been a bully at the point in their life. I think everyone, yeah. if unless you're a perfect human being, because bullying at the end of the day, based on those three definitions, is a, I what wasn't the second one like a perception of power, like a difference yeah, in power, an imbalance. So like exactly an imbalance of power. How often yeah. does that happen in everyday situations in life? So yeah. like bullying is a very typical situation. That's why it's like a very important topic to talk about. And I want to talk about this because I'm almost in the camp that like bullying is not always a negative. I don't think it's always a negative. Do I think it's more negative than a positive? Absolutely. Do I think we'd be better off in a world where everybody's nice and everybody treats each other well and everybody's super respectful? Yeah. Does it happen? No. So do I think it can be a negative to, to like be so anti-bullying all the time? Yes. And by saying that, what I mean is, let's say you're a kid. Let's say you're in your young ages, whatever, you're getting picked on, bullied. It really depends on what level of bullying. If their kids are beating you up after school, taking your lunch money, okay, you're getting bullied. Mm-hmm. If a kid's calling you a name or something that's going to happen in school that, like, you know, like, you know, you said everybody raised their hand and they said they're bullied. If it's not that big of a deal, like, I mean, it, it really depends on the person, mm-hmm. you know, what that is, what's a big deal to them. You Would know? you say that's because... Um there's a aspect of of being bullied that can build resilient factors. Oh, absolutely. Because that's what I'm thinking 100%. as we're talking about that. Because like even Cooper like is going through right now like being bullied at school and like there's times where he's called me and he's like, "Mom, like these kids," and they say some like atrocious yeah, sure. things. And I'm like, "Okay, son, but this is real life stuff. Like yeah, in life, exactly. you're gonna have." haters like we call them haters you know and it's people Mm -hmm. that are hating on you but at the end of the day i told him i was like oftentimes like that person is hurt themselves right like hurt people hurt people you see it all the time and then we also see whether it's they're hurt they're insecure or there's something deep down like inside that's lacking and so it's like well let me go and pick on this person to make myself feel better but it actually doesn't even make them feel better in the end of the day you know and i think that's the most important thing and that's extremely hard for a kid to have that grasp on life to be like let me understand their perspective oh they probably have troubles at home oh that's probably why they're coming to bring it to me right never gonna think that way as a kid ever Mm -hmm. and that's why i'm saying i i think that's more important as an issue for kids and parents and everybody to talk about is the ability to understand everybody's struggle as opposed to yourself yeah um whether you know some people are just jerks in general whether they have struggle or not but it's about but why why but why like, i i just think people have it in some people just find um i think the desire or they find joy in making people not have fun or you know just in bad places uncomfortable yeah. i know people like that they're personally like that and it's just like wow but when you get older you can get away from them when yeah. you're younger you can't yeah and i think it also has to do with um the society that we live in we live in a i feel and this is maybe my personal perspective but i feel that we live in a world where it's normal to like joke around with people. exactly and exactly. some the problem is that some people especially when you're younger and you're discovering your your feelings you're discovering all these different things your hormones are changing your mind is adapting you're growing i don't think young people know when the line stops it, that, that's, right well it's, that's roast, it. because it's where's called the line? roasting right? where's it's legitimately the line? they're discovering where yeah. the line is whereas when you're an adult bullying looks a little bit different because you know what the exactly. line is and if yeah. you quote unquote bully there are more re- uh, there's more problems yeah that yeah. come for example if in in any work environment there's there's hr to make sure that bullying is not a 100%. thing in the office right yeah so it's it's really interesting um that we're talking about this because for example when i was growing up uh i i didn't know the difference you know for for me when i was getting bullied 
um, I, I was always a, a chunkier kid, so I was always bullied for my weight and whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I specifically remember they would bully me, but I didn't realize that it was bullying. I thought it was they were just joking around being my friends, mm. right? It's not until years later when I started really thinking about the effect that had on my body, effects that I still with, deal with today, mm-hmm. excuse me, that I really realized, oh, oh, I was bullied. Yeah. So it's like, that's why I, I always say, like, in any scenario when you feel like your child is being bullied or one of your friends, if you're a younger person watching one of your friends is being bullied, I always share the initiative to speak up about it because the problem with bullying is that it can have short-term effects, but it can also have long-term effects, right? right. Especially when you're being made fun of and you can't, you, you you don't really know how to process that, so you just laugh about it like yeah. I did, right? For example, that the, the, my bullying when I was in middle school, it, it was it heavily impacted my body image and the way like and my process of loving myself, right? So I I was already dealing with that from when I was a kid and uh, you know growing up without without a biological father, so that already was <clears> affecting <throat> that. But then add to that, everybody making fun of me because yeah. sort because of, I don't look the way that's normal. Yeah, actually, right? let me tell you because I actually put this down here too is. Research indicates that persistent bullying can lead to or can lead to or worsen feelings of isolation, rejection, exclusion and despair, as well as depression and anxiety, which I mean, it makes sense. Right. Like you're constantly having people that are picking on you and like being mean. It's like you start to feel rejected. You start to feel not accepted. You start to question, like, is there something wrong with me? Like, am I a loser? Am I these things? Because I was bullied, too, in, in middle school. And like and I can't remember her name. But it was crazy because as we were coming in and talking about this topic, her face is like literally in my mind, mm-hmm. you know. And she was like, she was like a, a like a big bully. Like yeah. she bullied a lot of kids. Like there was a bunch of us that would be like scared, and we would like sit at this table, and she would like come to the table and just like take our stuff out of our hands. And but she was a big, a bigger girl, and she was like just I don't know. She she was tough. But I think about that when I think about like bullying and how like it plays out. And I was like afraid at lunchtime. I remember like to go to lunch and like, is she at, is she at school? Is she gonna be like come up to our table and and whatnot? Yeah. Again, like, but it goes back to almost like what we were talking about last week. I moved around so many times when I was younger. Um, I was always in a new school. I was always in a new environment. Yeah. I was always around new people. Were like, who is this kid? So the, I always had. Ish- I guess I was bullied. But again, in my perspective, it wasn't like bullying to me. It was just kids kind of being kids. It was, uh, you know, picking on the new guy kind of thing. And then once I got to know them, you know, it wasn't like that yeah. anymore. Um, but I, I understand that could be my perspective because I, I did have a pretty good high school, middle school experience. You know, I I I don't think I was a bully. I've, I've never wanted to be like a person that was just mean to kids. Honestly, I'm more of the opposite way. Like when I see people that are, you know, treated disrespectfully or whatever i'm kind to the opposite way like hey mm-hmm. you know like don't treat people that way da, da, da. unless they're a little bit weird then i i'm not gonna treat you wrong but i'm just gonna you know stay out of stay in my way stay in my place um but bullying is such an interesting topic because for me it has done good things for me in my life because there were points in my life where i was like not doing things i'm i'm a very i need negative reinforcement though as a person i think i need someone to say yo like you're not doing what you need to do you're not doing this stuff and that's where it goes back to what Chris is saying. There's a there's a line. Yeah. It, it's super important to find the line, and each person has their own line. That's what's the dangerous part of that. Mm-hmm. So, 
where I might be okay with you being like, yo, bro, you suck at basketball. Like, go get better. Da, da, da. Yeah. I'll go get better. Someone but, will be like, bro, like, I'm that, never playing again. I don't, and that's where I think bullying, because it is that fine line. Because, like, even I think about, because that's how Cooper, when they play basketball, like, they have this banter and they do that. And I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. You know, I think that sometimes, like, having that banter is, especially because they're friends, too, you know, but they're like, yo. And they're like, boys. Yeah. Boys are completely. Boys. I'm. Well, my friends to this day, 28 years old, I've talked to my boys like, yo, yo, you suck, bro. Like, yeah, if we're playing yeah. video games, I'm yeah. not going to be like, oh, bro, don't worry. We'll get him next time. You died. Oh, that's yeah. okay. Oh, I'm sure. not like that at all. But it's the competitive, like, in me. And also, he knows, like, bro, we're best friends. Like, you could yell at me. I'm not going to take it personal. It's just, like, who we, it, it's just the, the passion that goes it. behind yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. I think it, and I think it, it also depends on intention. Um, 100%. Because if, if you're with friends, you know that when they're making fun of you, you know exactly. what's really going on. You know they're ho- your homies. You know you, they're your close friends. Yes. They're, they're not. They don't really mean what they're saying. Yes. However, when it comes from a random person random, or a yeah. person or a person that you're not friends with, right? Which is the case. The the traditional word for bullying. That's what it refers yeah. to. It's for the people that aren't your friends. For the people that aren't really close to you. That you don't know their intentions of why they're coming at you with so like much that, force, yeah. right? And I think. You know, as a society, that's why I, I don't I don't necessarily mind banter, but I am super anti-bullying. Yeah. Be in that regard, because um, I don't think as society as a society we're really teaching young people the lie. You know, like what's going on in your life. You know, that's part of it. Yeah, but at the second time, I think there's a there's a significant problem that's happening in schools and not just public schools and private schools, charter schools, all, schools all across America mm-hmm. have the same problem. You can look you can look up the statistics. You know, people are 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 offing themselves. People are school shootings and they and the majority of substance the kids, use. substance yeah. use, um, running away from home. A, a good chunk of these group of people put in their statements that it was because they were feeling bullied yeah you know so i think there's a specific issue that a lot of people i don't disagree with what you guys are saying i do agree that banter between friends is a healthy thing sometimes because it right. it, it, it builds that friendship it builds that uh um social part of friendship right yeah. because i do it all the time i can't i'm not gonna sit here and say that i don't however bullying in it of itself i do think it has it's something that schools not only need to be more adamant yeah. in taking charge Absolutely. and changing, yeah. but at the same time, I think young people need to be more willing to stand up and change it, you know? Yeah, and their intention. And that's something that, like, I teach Cooper, too, is, like, you know, when you're joking around with— because oftentimes he's gotten into fights with his friends because of roasting, right? Like, oh, roasting yeah. led to a fight, right? But these are good learning and teaching opportunities. But, like, I told him, like— you never know what that kid is going through on the other side. So you might be saying all these things and like thinking, hey, I'm joking, I'm joking. But that kid could be going through some like hard stuff and then they touch on something because kids have touched on stuff with Cooper, which led him to want to like get physical, you know, like they bring, you know, me into the mix, like, you know, start talking about his mom, his grandma and things like that. They don't know me. They don't know his grandma, but it like hits, it hits an emotional trigger with him and then it gets physical, you know? And so it's like teaching him that, but also that's one thing I tell him too, is like, man, don't be the kid that joins in on that. Like be the kid that stands up for that kid. I said, it's, it's sometimes unpopular in, in today's world, you know, and it's often, especially in, I feel like, middle school and high school and more so middle school because I feel like the middle school middle age school, kids yeah. are, like, really trying to figure out their identity. They're yeah. really trying to fit in. They're yeah. really trying to, they're, like, hormones are coming out for the first time. You know, it's, like, all of those things. So I feel like that's why there's so much 
like challenge within like yeah. the middle school age range because Cooper tells me about fights and suspensions like every single day and he calls me every day after school and he's like mom this is what happened he just recently shaved his head and he was like you know he already knew going to school like there were going to be some kids that like are going to like pick on him and stuff and they did and but I was like so how do you feel about that he's like well you know it sucks but I already know like that it doesn't matter what they say like you always tell me like people are going to say stuff but you know don't listen to them it's always going to be like the next thing you know and so I'm trying to instill that in him while instilling okay you know this but don't be the person that's then you know bullying other people just because it's like a a thing that they're doing in school let me ask you guys a question what do you what do you guys think about you know I was thinking literally as we were before we were recording, I was like, what what could be some good topics that we can think about? And, and I started thinking about how Hollywood portrays um, bullying, uh, especially growing up. I remember from a young age being watching, you know, these kids shows and seeing all these bullies on shows, you know, they're trying to be like um, extremely exaggerant. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> right. But, I, but even though, like, how do you. So the the question that I kind of was thinking in my mind, how how do you think that the media is truly affecting how we perceive bullies these days because I, I have a, because even recently, like obviously for example, we have shows like 13 reasons why, right. Which were these huge shows. Sure. They dealt with very serious yeah. topics, but bullying was a very specific topic in the show. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, but even then it's like dramatized and it's become yeah. this, this whole see, see, thing. That is that right there. A show just like that is the exact definition of why I think bullying is completely like, dramatized as to what it is nowadays like nothing like that happens and if it does it's like a very minuscule percentage they showed that as if like every kid lives like that right and just to be just to be clear we're specifically talking about the bullying aspect not the rape aspect not the sexual abuse we're not talking about that there's staggering numbers there's staggering numbers on that stuff too like stuff i'm sure like i'd hear i'm sure i think it's like one in four like rape numbers like they're they're up there they're up there for sure but at the end of the day, you got to realize there's so many people that don't also do that. That n- never happens to them e- either. So, like, when it goes to you saying about the, the bullying in movies and stuff like that, I I, I don't agree with a lot of how, how they push it as, mm-hmm. like, propaganda and, like, mm-hmm. bullying is people picking on you and all this stuff. It's more of what you were saying of, like, people not knowing how to draw the line. There's so many people that – I've been saying this since I was a freshman in high school – that we don't need, I mean, I don't want to say we don't need art class. We, there's so many classes that we take that are so not important for us. But we have no mental health class. We have no, like, uh, skill building obviously, classes. like, finance and other classes. Like life sk- skills. Like, yeah, life skills. Like, like, imagine if we had a class where we went to for an hour a day and all we did was talk about the, like, boundaries. One day we talk about boundaries. And what that would mean is and how they, many people will, like, get in a conversation with you or you'll be in a conversation with them and they'll be saying stuff that's kind of, like, outlandish or, like, mm-hmm. outrageous. And you're just – or and you and other people are just, like, uncomfortable and quiet and silent. And they're still going because they absolutely cannot read the room. They have no idea that they're making people uncomfortable. Right. And that's an issue. Yeah. I know so many people like that. And it's like, dude, if that was just, like, something that we took in high school or took – or people took time personally or self with therapy or whatever – to just figure out, like, hey, like, sometimes when I'm saying stuff, I'm making people extremely uncomfortable to the point where they don't even want to say anything to me. And and then the conversation drop. Like, yeah, just that's teaching terrible. Us, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Relational skills, you know. And then also I think the biggest thing is, like, teaching kids how to take care of themselves. You know, like, how to start to, like, 
actually gauge their wellness and like get a little bit more like in tuned with their feelings and seeing how that like impacts the way that they show up, you know, and teaching those wellness tools. That's something that like I do with Cooper is like teaching him these things. And that's why he has a lot of these insightful conversations that you're right. Not a lot of kids are talking about in his school. They don't get it. Like they don't get it. But I like instill that because I'm like, man, I wish that somebody did that for me. You know, I wish that I had those things. And if you know, you know better, do better. You know, if we don't have the knowledge, it's not going to be there. But obviously we see that youth is at an all time high, like crisis, mental health, substance, like crisis. So like, what are we doing to like change? Obviously, like what what's what we've been doing is hasn't been working, you know? And I love the analogy that you brought last episode where you said like (laughs) school has kind of become this place where we have all these different animals and we're trying to all teach them how to be a bird. Well, you know, and I I love the analogy because it kind of goes both ways. You know, if we're truly using school to teach these individuals, these young people to be this upstanding member of society, then why are we not teaching them how to prosper on their own? Like I never really like these, I, I, I took my first government and in, in, in economics class in my senior year. Like I was already almost 18 about to supposedly be an adult and live mm-hmm. my life. You know, why did I learn about this exactly. at 18? You know, and in, in, you know, if we, I feel that schools need to do a better job at doing exactly that. You know, if, if, if we want to, get all these animals in the barn and teach them how to be a bird. Well, at least let's focus on things that are common between all of them. All these animals have brains. All these animals have feelings. All these animals react to certain scenarios and certain situations. Then let's use that to our advantage. If we're trying to teach them how to be this thing, then let's teach wellness. Let's teach physical, mental wellness. Let's teach communication. Let's teach life skills. Let's teach people how to stand up and advocate for themselves. Let's teach young people how to bathe. And Goodness. when you think about high school, how many classes did you really have that that did that? How many social classes, how many classes did you have where you sat amongst peers and you had a lot of time amongst each other where you're actually talking about things that are important in life? Yeah, I mean, I love learning about Other than, wars. But there's like, subjects. It was nothing but subjects. Yeah. And all that was was to teach us to facilitate a role, to be a worker, to do what they want us to do. It was never to be, like you're saying, a better yeah. outstanding person. If they were trying to get us to be a better outstanding person, they would teach us life yeah. skills. They would teach us how to be better around people that we like, how to be around people that we despise. Like, w- let's say I have my my mindset and my things about life. Put me around people that I don't like and and put me in those scenarios and teach me how to be around those. That's what they should do in school. Yeah. They should put you around people that you're not common with and put you in scenarios where you should learn from other people. Like, there's yeah. so many things that could be positive for humanity. We, like, you just said we don't do them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we just don't yeah. do them. Well, because we have these systems that have already been like established and yeah. built. And so it's like, it's so easy to be like, hey, the school should do this. And I know teachers that like my friends are teachers and they're like all for this. But it's like, man, we got to go up against like the bigger powers. Yeah. That That's be. why I'd never blame teachers. Yeah. That's the Heck one thing no. you'll never hear me. Hear. Like, I've never blamed teachers for the way the education system is going because I think they're doing a phenomenal job with the low pay that they're getting. Yeah. Getting. You work with your resources. You have to work with your resources and, and they're truly doing everything they can. So I always give props to teachers. It's the system. It's yeah, the schools. Yeah. It's the people higher up who sit down and they haven't talked to a kid in 20 years. Those For are sure. the ones. And I think like even because like back to like anti-bullying and that topic is like so now you even if you've identified kids that are like obviously bullying. Right. What what then? You know, like what then? Because you call people out for being a bully. But to me, there's always like a story beyond that. And so how often are we like 
putting, you know, like reaching out for the heart to understand like what's going on with this person that they're put that they're putting out so much destruction that their behaviors. Because I always say, like, especially with children is like their behaviors are just the things that you can see outside on the physical it's beneath the surface that's what's really going on and if you don't unpeel those things and get to the root like and you just focus on like hey this is a bad kid they're a bully they're like all these things like what are you doing you're just outcasting that kid so technically you're being you know if we it said like outcasting people you know what do you do It's, it's the other side of the coin you know it's like we love protecting the kid who's being bullied. We love standing up for that kid. Oh, you shouldn't bully these kids. But we never really want to help the person who is being the bully to identify why you're feeling this way and how can we support right. you so your mindset changes on the subject. Well, they found a coping behavior, and it's just a negative coping behavior. Their coping behavior has become, I'm going to hurt somebody else yeah. so that they feel the pain, exactly. which will distract from It's like from you said, hurt people, hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. I don't know what the statistics are, but I'm sure like 90% of bullies are people that are truly like they find joy in making people uncomfortable. They're hurt. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. It has to, not 100%, 90% but, or yeah. so. Um, because like there's just no reason why you would want to treat people poorly unless yeah. you have that trauma in your life yourself. Yeah. Right. And it could be subconscious trauma, whether you've seen your parents and da 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 da, and they've been hitting and da 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 and argumentative, and that makes you want to be combative in the same way towards other people because they mean nothing to you <laughs> so yeah. obviously you're gonna do that to them it might make you feel a little bit better um but at the same time that's like i don't know how we can work like i don't i don't know what is the answer for that mm-hmm. because there's so many pe- I, it goes back to i think it just goes back to what i was saying before is we just need to be able to people need to be able to understand each other yeah because there's always going to be trauma there's always going to be and in those ages it's impossible to like for certain people to just ignore your trauma and just go upon go upon your day and be a nice right. person and not like want retribution or do something to other people. Some people just feel that way, you know. Yeah. Some people have rough living uplivings and they just want to come back and treat other people poorly too because they want, like you said, them to feel that same pain. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because they've never processed through it. You know, I, I think even from my own healing of my own trauma of just like, man, when I was like extremely hurt and in that space, like. I was hurting everybody and I was hurting the people closest to me, you know, like I was a bully to my family. Yeah, And whether you meant to or not. No, I, yeah, exactly. I didn't want to exactly. like at yeah. the end of the day, like I didn't want to do these things. It's like when I, I had to like grieve that and make like amends, like, yeah. man, I was like really like hurting so many people and I didn't want that. And it made me hate myself even more. That's the yeah. thing. Is it like being, being in that space, like made me hate who I was, you know? And so if I'm like hurting all these people, it was at the expense of, of I'm dying inside, Yeah, you know? So that's why I always say like, you know, when we think about it, like, you know, we could call out bullies and we could say like anti-bullying, but like, what are we also doing like for healing? Because I can tell you like peace, world peace, you can't have world peace when you have a bunch of people that don't have peace inside, exactly. you know, like yeah. you only can give out what you have, you know? So that's kind of yeah. my thoughts on that. I, I wanted to, I wanted to kind of shed light on something there's also a conversation that needs to be had when talking about bullying and that's the peer pressure aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that a lot of the times a lot of people are, uh, we're, we're not really realizing the reason why they're bullying. Cause yes, there's some darkness inside of them, but a lot of times they're just trying to fit in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's something that's really important to, to recognize like, what can we do? Maybe you're a parent watching this, like how, what can you get your kid involved in so that they don't feel that peer pressure to have to, 
you know, illustrate that. Okay, look at me, guys. Like, I'm cool, too. Look, I'll make, I'll make fun of him. Look, yeah. I'm cool, too. Yeah. Like, what what can we do as a society, as as parents, as as friends of people, as young people, to kind of start promoting um, ways to have so- positive social interactions yeah. amongst your friends, you know? Kindness, right? Kindness, you know, how... And it, I think it, it, there, it starts with everything that we've been talking about, but I think it also starts with peer pressure. Attacking peer pressure, yeah. attacking that feeling of FOMO, you know, the the feeling of missing out. That's yeah. very popular. I think that's a lot of re- a lot or of the wanting reason. to be accepted. Again, it goes back accepted. to like, especially at that age, like you're wanting to like find your group, like your people, like you want to be accepted. We all desire community, like regardless, that is just something that our humanness desires, you know. And so it's like, how do we? help kids and I think it's just really having these conversations like parents should have these conversations with their children talk about the emotions of what it was like being in middle school and high school I tell Cooper all the time man I get it yo I wanted so badly to just like fit in somewhere when I was in middle school and high school it's just the truth you know and so there was times where I did things that like I, I knew it was wrong and I didn't want to do it, but I did it because I was with a group of people. I felt the peer pressure. And so I was like, all right, like this is you want to fit in. You just got to do it. And I mm-hmm. did it. I would argue that arguably 100 percent of the time when I bullied someone, quote unquote, it was because of peer pressure. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm now sitting here thinking in my past, like, because, it, yeah, I've been bullied. But like you said, Mike, like oftentimes people do both, you know. And I'm thinking here, like, any time that I've, quote, unquote, bullied or made fun of someone or, or, or tried to mess with someone, it's almost always been because I'm trying to impress mm-hmm. the people around me. I'm trying to impress the people that are supposedly my friends who, back then, were the people bullying me. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's wow. a weird, vicious cycle, is, right? Yeah. I, you know. I think it's so important. I, I think the only thing you can really do for kids, specifically kids, because they're literally just, like, they are who they are yeah. at the end of the day. They're not going to change until they go through their life and they grow up and then they have their own experiences and they change. Because I, my parents could have told me so many things. I'm sure they did. Mm-hmm. And it went through one ear, went through, went through, went out through the other. Mm-hmm. So, like, as a parent, like, what I want to do with my kid and that's going to be so important for me, like, my number one goal with my kid is to, like, uh, relay that uh level of uh, relatability. Mm-hmm. I really want my kid to show him that I lived that same life. Say, not not the same life, but like, dude, I was your age. Yeah. It's so hard for kids to understand that. And yeah. like, when, if they do, I think if they listen to their parent and they're like, all right, dude, this guy lived the same life I did. He lived all the same struggles. He went through all the same problems. If I just listen to him, my life will be hard, easier. But that comes through vulnerability because parents are not vulnerable like that. 100%. I am because I I feel the same way. And I've noticed that it actually has, like, put in depth my relationship with Cooper where he talks to me about these things. That's the thing. How many parents truly want to have that relationship with their kid? A lot of parents want really, they want their kids to do well and they want great for their kids and them to be well off and all this. But how many of them truly want to have that relationship with them where they want their kids to understand, like, yo, like, bro, I've been there where you've been. Like, I've made these I'm mistakes. not bigger than you. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not a bigger person than you. I'm not better than you. Yeah. I'm just, I'm older than you. Yeah. And I'm, I've been through stuff. And I want you to not go through that same stuff that I struggled with because I'm your father or your parent. Yeah. And that's how the relationship that I want, I think it's so imparent, important for parents that have with kids and i think if they have those relationships it will be a lot easier to funnel information and talk to them about stuff like this as far as like yo like because imagine you're talking about bullying and stuff like this and your kids and 
they don't care. How many times are you going to talk to your kids and they really don't care? You're right. Or, or, yeah. You're so right. And you'll never get a message across yeah. to them. And I think that's where there's so many issues as far as kids are across the world and across so many schools. There's so many parents that are not intentional with their kids no. that they don't have that relationship where they can actually be like, this is not okay to do with to kids. Yeah. It's not okay to treat people this way. Yeah. It's not okay to do this. Imagine, imagine if someone treated you this way. You're not going to hear those messages the same way if you don't have that respect for your parent or yeah, that for relationship. Sure. The conversations. It's conversations. It's funny because it, it made me think of like, you know, most parents like they'll pick their kid up from school and they're like, "How's how was school?" And their kids like, "It was good." Yeah, I was that kid. Like, it was fine. It you know like one right. one word answer 100%. like to just brush my 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 parent off but what i've learned with cooper is like get creative in the questions that you're asking you know about like what was the coolest thing that happened did you see anything you know like and he just starts to tell me stuff and now like he calls me and is like yo mom like because kids they i mean like any anyone has routines yeah kids are more like that yeah if you develop them that to be that way they're going to be more that way the more they yeah. go and get older and older and older that's why it's so important as a young age from like three to four to five to six to get your kid to be on a certain respect level. Like, that's why, like, sometimes I see kids and they're kind of screaming. And it's like, I get your kid. But it's so important to get your kid, like, on a wavelength to be like, yo, you have to listen to me. Like, yeah. there's a general level of respect and, like, this is it. It's You can play and have fun. And My brother's a really good example of that. He's, like, very fun with AJ. But when it's, like, time to play, he doesn't have to say anything two times, ever. It will never be an issue. Yeah. AJ's just straight to it. And when you have that relationship with your kid, um, they're going to be a lot more forthcoming and they're going to respect you more. They're yeah. going to have a lot more respect for you. So with those issues, like like let's say Cooper, he's getting bullied or something like that happens to him at school. He can come and bring those issues straight to you. Yeah. And then you have the ability as a parent to actually give him good information. Yes, yeah. exactly. If he's not bringing that stuff to you, you can't bring him information. Yeah. And then he goes, he goes and bullies. He goes and he's a bystander. He goes and he... You know, there's so many outcomes to where it's not the best one for him in that scenario. Exactly. Whereas a parent can easily be like, yo, like, it's going to happen. Yeah. Kids are yeah. going to pick on you. And he actually understands that now. And, and he's it, a super smart kid. And yeah. That, and it's, you could, and you develop your intelligence through obviously books or experiences. Yeah. And you can tell his or through experiences. For sure. For sure. Yeah. You know? can, I, can I just say. No, cut um, in, yeah. Um, I, I think there's something awesome that you said, the word vulnerability. Yeah. Um. I, I also feel, and this is coming from more like my, my Latino side, you know, my culture. I I, I want to send a message out there for anybody listening or anybody watching. Dads, dudes, men, dads, be more vulnerable with your kids. Mm, I, yeah. I, I have been blessed to have a mother who's always asking me how you're doing. She's sharing with me how she's feeling when no. she's she when she goes through her moments of depression, happiness. She from a young because she was my mom, you know. She raised me alone for seven years, so of course she has a relationship with me. And my stepdad, as much as I love him, one of the things that I've always struggled with him, and and I've actually had this conversation with him is, I just never feel like you're vulnerable with me. Like I, 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 I'm not comfortable sharing anything about my life with you because you never share anything about your life with me. And it was not until recent when my dad started sharing stuff with me and now we've we've been closer than ever. Gosh, it builds you know? such a connection. Yeah. So I really want to uh, challenge all the men watching or listening is or any person that identifies as the father role, please be more vulnerable with your kids because at the same time that you're quote-unquote scared to share your life with them, 
that's building a relationship of them being scared to share their lives. Yeah, for sure. And I think it also leads into like, okay, so I'm a firm believer, like we grow a lot through our environment. So it's like what's modeled for us as children. So if you have a parent that's only modeling and maybe their thought process is I always have to look strong, right? Like I, nobody can ever know like what's going on and all this stuff. Your kid's going to grow up thinking that same thing. So when they're struggling, they're going to struggle internally and it's going to be so much harder for them to ask for help, for them to share what's actually going on, which actually will lead to more of those like depressive feelings, the isolation and things like that. Because that's what I went through was just feeling that way, you know, like I always had to look a certain way in front of society and in, in the public i when really inside i was i was struggling so yeah, yeah you're, you're, for prob- sure. you're probably thinking like why does oh my kid just revealed to me they've been being they've been bullied and i just found him in in his room who he attempted like I, I don't know how this happened well if you're never if you didn't build that relationship of trust where you could communicate stuff with them and they can exactly. communicate stuff with yeah. you then then you you can't expect the child. You can't come up to him like, uh, kid, why didn't you ever tell me that you were going through these emotions? Yeah. Like, why why did it lead to this? Well, if you never cultivated that relationship, I love your analogy of the seed. Is cultivating a seed, you know, it grows into a tree, right? And it's such a beautiful tree, but <laughs> nobody really notices the process that it took for that tree to grow. The branches that it had to fight, the dirt that it had to dig through, the rocks that it had to swerve, the the bugs that it had to move away from, right? So. Planting that seed on from an early age, right, of communication, of being vulnerable with your kids. Sure, it might lead to uncomfortable scenarios, right? It might lead to unfortunate digging or having to swerve a rock or a bug here and there. But at the end of the journey is going to sprout a beautiful tree. A strong a tree. A strong tree with yeah. great branches of support and that support being family, right? So that's why it, that's why I always I always tell men specifically because I feel that us as men we really struggle with that, especially if you're from the Latino community or the minorities communities. You know where this is very common. Where like I think in, people from India can can agree, people from the Caribbean can agree, people from South America. Men are normally the ones that kind of are supposed to just be strong, hide it inside. Yeah, it's not a very traditional way of thinking. It's a very traditional way of thinking. But the problem is you're cultivating those negative things, and when push comes to shove, when that child that's experiencing bullying as a parent you want them to tell you right mm-hmm. then you need to cultivate that kind of conversation and that kind of uh, uh, relationship from an early age yeah so that's I, I always tell men specifically that i've talked to be vulnerable with your kids you think they don't want to hear it no they do no for sure because then they'll learn how to deal with that when they get older for sure i agree with you 100 percent. i do I, I would say though it is a bit of a, of a balance act with men of course it's a balance act like anything. because i think um you can't be too vulnerable. Absolutely. I agree, too. Even You're as too, a woman, you could be... Even as a mom, exactly. Women, I talk to him yeah. about stuff, but he don't know everything. Exactly. You know what I mean? Of course. I, yeah. There's balances. However, in those balances... The fact that you're being vulnerable, 100%. no matter how how much of it you're being, that's cultivating. Yeah, I'll say from my personal perspective, you know, I grew up without a father. You know, fortunately, again, not trying to say I'm a tough guy, but my I just I just never really thought about it too much. Never thought about my dad like, oh, I need a dad. I never thought about stuff like that. Um, so I never really understood the impact, negative impact it had on my life not having the father there. Um, and by that I mean when Peter came into my life and I saw. With that being said, Peter's an amazing human being. Not all guys and humans are created equally. Of course, yeah. You know, he's a great dude. Um, When he came into my life and he had that vulnerability and he had that level of sensitivity as a guy that I've never seen in my life, it was good for me because 
personally for myself, I do need someone that I could talk to. My my mom's a great person, and we are very similar, but I can't talk to her. Yeah, I can't talk to my mom for, for mom, and there's for, conversations yeah, for dad. I can't yeah, talk absolutely. to her about life and 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 hard talk things in my life. Yeah, I can go to Peter. I can have a conversation with him about hard things that I'm going through, about things that I'm struggling with mentally, physically, emotionally, and he'll have great advices. He'll have uh, things that are. I can't think of the word. He'll have um, suggestions that are not always something I want to do. You know, he 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 offers advices that are actually advices, you know, yeah. and I feel like a lot of people just kind of like they'll either listen to you and not listen to you or they'll just listen to you just to respond. Yeah. And I feel like um, he seeks to understand. Yeah, you. he seeks to understand me. And for that, it helped me back to what I was saying before, helped me want to develop that relationship between each other. Man, that's so cool. And it helps me to be able to talk to him more about stuff, be able to get things off my heart, which in turn makes me a better person. Yeah. It makes me think about them more. It makes me slow down and be like, damn, dude, like all this things that he lives by and stuff like that, it makes me want to, you know, think about myself. Live, yeah, like and that's why I say it's so important, obviously, to be a good person and treat people respect, like with respect, but to also show your kids to be that same way yeah. and be vulnerable in the relationship. Don't... Tr- Obviously, you're the you're the elder, you're the adult, you're the one in charge. They should always have that level of yeah. respect for you. But don't treat your kid like you're legit better than them. Yeah, because you're not. No, you were a kid at one 100%. point in your life, and I say it all the time when my mom struggles and stuff like that, and she tries to say like, "Oh, I'm like, you know, I I didn't always do things the right way." And I'm like, you know what? You didn't have an instruction manual, and parents yeah. don't. You know, parents don't know what to do. It's not like they're like, oh. Cooper messed up in the eighth grade and he cut his hair. Let me go on Google. How do I do this exact scenario? You have to figure that out as a parent that one time you go through it. Yeah. And that's the one time you have to go through it. Yeah. You know? And then you're just, the relationship is something else. There's something else the next time that you have to go through the yeah. first time. Yeah. So, Life is all about learning. Yeah. You so, know? like, when it comes back to bulleting, and just to bring this conversation all the way back forward, um, I think bullying is, it's, it's ultimately trauma. But it's trauma that has to be broke down from a relationship through family, through a relationship through someone that's important to you to help you understand that, like, it's someone that's something's it's something that someone's going through. It's a struggle that they're going through as far as the trauma or whatever it is. And it's not something on you. Right. You know, and I just think it's very important to have someone that's gone through that kind of stuff to be there to help those people to walk through through that. Yeah, because. It's such a hard thing to go through as a kid. It is. It's impossible to tell a kid to like be bullied, to be picked on, be told you're fat, be told you're you're black or you're white or whatever, or you're a cracker or whatever it is. Sorry if I that's derogatory. Um, but like whatever, all these things, and just be okay with it when you're 14, 15, 16 yeah, of years course. old. Like n- there's some people that are maybe like Peters and can turn the other cheek and be like whatever. Yeah. But nine times out of ten, those people are gonna their blood are gonna be boiling, they're gonna be angry, right. and even yeah. if they're not gonna respond, they're gonna be sad about it. Absolutely. And right. I've I have those situations still to this day in my life with my family and blow ups that we have sometimes. But you know, it it's part of life. Bullying is part mm-hmm. of life. And it goes back to what you're saying. It should never be like a thing that we accept. We should never accept bullying and yeah. be like, Oh, this is okay because it is. I just think it's so important to that people realize it's always going to be a thing that's around yeah. right. and to have people because well, there's always going to be hurting people right exactly. like when society yeah. when when the world is perfect and there's peace roaming everywhere there will be no bullying exactly so until then it's more so and this is where it leads into like ki- world kindness day right yeah. like 
be kind. We, you don't know what somebody else is going through on the other side, whether you're the bully or you're the one being bullied, you know, it's like we, especially as adults, like obviously like we're now grown, we kind of have that maturity level. We understand, Hey, when that uh, cashier is rude to me at Publix, I don't have to take it personally. It's probably something that she's going through and she's miserable inside, you know? And it's like that whole cliche thing, like, you know, praying for people, but it's not cliche. And I teach my son that all the time because I'm like, honestly, the only thing that we can do in that essence, when we like know that a person is, you know, you can see they're like just exuding hurt and pain onto other people is, is pray for them and be kind, you know, but he is only able to do that because he has you know, support at home of like, I'm encouraging him. I am speaking these things over him. I'm explaining this to him. So when he steps into the realm of people talking crap about him, it's like almost water off a duck's back. Not to say that sometimes it doesn't like irk him. Yeah. 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 But he almost moves through it a little bit better, but it's because we have these conversations at home. Yeah. That's funny. I was actually on Twitter the other day and uh, I said, or X, and I sent a message. I was like, because I was raging. My soccer team was losing. I'm like, I hate this team. Da, da, da. And some guy replied. He's like, he replied like a hateful message. He's like, shut up. Da, 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 up. I'm like, I'm like, bro, it's not that serious. I'm going to pray for you. And then he, he replied back. He's like, he's like, Dan, you're right. And then he followed me. <laughs> and it just shows you like hurt people, hurt people. Like he was probably just, he was probably a fan just like me, yeah. just as mad. Yeah. Saw my response. He's like, this guy's pissing me off now too. <laughs> Send me a, a message of anger. I responded with like calmness and then he's like why did i do that yeah you know so some people actually need that too yeah like that's happened to me a lot in life too where people will be like being ridiculous and i'll be like yo like chill or i won't say anything and they'll notice it themselves and they'll be like yeah my bad i'm like that i'm that bully if i'm bullying you i'll be that person i'll be yo shut up and then i'll see them a certain way and then i'm like to be fair, it is, it is tough to be an Arsenal fan these days. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely is. It definitely is. It definitely is. But on that being said, let's uh, wrap it up. Yeah. yeah, we really, again, we want to thank every single one of you for the immense support and love you've been giving to us. For Only sure. for one episode, and we're already getting so much love, and we appreciate it. We're so reading much. every single comment. We're we're appreciating every single thing right here. Our peers at work have been giving us so much love and we appreciate it. Yeah. All. So we're going to keep trying to make this thing a big thing. And we, we really appreciate all your support. Please like subscribe, hit that notification bell. So you get notified every single time we post a video. And if you're listening, uh, on Spotify or Apple podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast, please give us a rating. It helps boost the, the, the podcast. So it reaches more people and we can hopefully come alongside a lot of people and teach them tools to yes, yes. Of wellness yes. you know and that's which is the goal of this podcast yeah. to not only teach wellness to ourselves here us three sitting here but to you guys you know hopefully to find methods on how to deal with problems that life just yeah. happens to put in front of us so, yeah. yeah yeah and last but not least be kind just, be kind just be kind yeah yep, yep. we love you yep. shout and out we'll see you talking wellness episode, next episode. two bang Woo. dunzo